study for non-Muslims, where we attempt to understand the teachings of the Holy Book of Islam using an easy-to-follow approach that caters to non-Muslims or people with little or no previous knowledge of the Quran. So if you've been curious about Islam and the book that forms the basis of belief for over a billion people around the world but never had the time to dig into it, you've come to the right place. Greetings of peace, everyone. Today we will continue our discussion of Surah Al-Fatiha or the chapter titled Al-Fatiha by continuing on to the fourth verse of the chapter. This verse reads, Master of the Day of Judgment. The key words in this verse are Malik, which means master, and Yawmiddin, which means Day of Judgment. Before understanding this verse as a whole, it is important to note that the Day of Judgment refers to the day when this universe will end and every individual will be accountable for their deeds in this life. Therefore, on the surface, this verse explains that God is the ruler and master of the Day of Judgment. However, there is a deeper significance to this verse that needs explaining. In its wider significance, the verse would mean that God, who is the master of the day of judgment, is also the master of the period and process of reckoning in this life as well as the next. There is, however, one difference. In this life, human actions are often also judged and rewarded by other men, kings, rulers, bosses, etc. And there is, therefore, always the possibility of error. On the Day of Judgment, however, the mastery of God will be exclusive and absolute, and the work of requital will lie entirely in His hands. Although God is the master of both this world and the next, this verse specifically mentions the Day of Judgment so as to emphasize the fact that He will be the sole master on that day, and that individuals will have no accountability to anyone except Him. The next important point is the use of the word master. Master is used to show that God is not like a prescribed judge who is bound to give verdicts based on confines of the law. Rather, he exhibits mercy and forgiveness in whatever manner he desires. The use of the word master thus serves a twofold purpose. On one hand, it encourages a person who has in a moment of weakness committed a sin not to despair because God, being his master, has the power to forgive. On the other hand, it serves as a warning against taking undue advantage of God's mercy. So far, four key attributes have been mentioned in the verses we have looked at. These four are Rabul Alamin, which has been translated as Lord of all the worlds, Rahman, which has been translated as Gracious, Rahim, which has been translated as Merciful, and the one we're discussing now, Maliki Yomiddin, which has been translated as Master of the Day of Judgment. These four attributes are considered the fundamental attributes of Allah according to Islam. The order in which these four attributes have been mentioned here throws light on how God manifests his attributes to human beings. It is obvious that the first divine attribute to manifest itself to humans is that of Rabul Alamin or Lord of all the worlds. 
which means that together with the creation of human beings, God creates the necessary environment for the spiritual progress and development. Next, the attribute of Rahman, or gracious, comes into operation. And through this, God, so to speak, hands over to human beings the means and material required for their moral and spiritual advancement. And when humans have made proper use of these means granted to them, the attribute of Ar-Rahim, or merciful, comes to reward their efforts. Last of all, the attribute of Maliki Yomiddin, or Master of the Day of Judgment, produces the final and collective result of human beings' labors, and the process finds consummation in them being granted spiritual dominion over the world, as is granted to the chosen ones of God. What has been described here, that is, the order of the four attributes and their significance, can be referred to as the descent of God towards human beings. On the other hand, when a human being ascends towards God, the process is reversed. In this process, a human first of all becomes the manifestation of the attribute of Malik, that is, master. He begins to manifest in himself the attribute of justice, tempering it with mercy and forgiveness. Having developed in his person the attribute of Malik, the human being then reaches the second stage of spiritual progress, where he or she becomes the manifestation of the attribute of Ar-Rahim, that is, he or she begins to reward actions of other human beings liberally and generously. The next stage relates to the attribute of Ar-Rahman. Here the sphere of a human's beneficence becomes widespread. Their goodness extends to believers and non-believers alike. He or she begins to treat them just as a mother treats her children, prompted only by a natural instinct and without hope or expectation of anything in return. Then comes the attribute of Rabul Alamin which marks the highest stage of a human being's spiritual development when he or she becomes a manifestation of Lord of all the worlds. At this stage, a human being makes him or herself responsible for the welfare and guidance of the whole world. They are not satisfied with their own guidance or of those who immediately surround them, but rather they desire the good of the world and begin to use their God-given powers for the achievement of this great end result. To summarize, the verse, Master of the Day of Judgment, highlights the sole mastery of God in the hereafter. God is indeed the master of both this world and the next, but in this world human actions can be judged and rewarded by other human beings as well. However, in the hereafter, all of these pseudo-masters of the world will lose all of their rights, and the true master will reveal himself in all his glory. The word master here refers to God's eternal mercy and power to forgive, but also warns human beings not to take undue advantage of this mercy. At this point, after examining the four key attributes of God, the concept of descent and ascent also becomes relevant to the discussion. The descent of God towards human beings explains how God, after creating the means of spiritual progress, manifests his attributes of grace and mercy by providing human beings with the means to progress and reward them for doing so, and thereafter he grants them spiritual dominion over the world. The ascent of human beings towards God, on the other hand, begins with the manifestation of the attribute of master, and ends with the highest stage of the development of man.
Well, that is the end of today's episode. The sources of our content are the short and five-volume commentaries published by Islam International Publications, references to both of which you can find in the show notes. Thank you and stay safe. Hope you enjoyed today's session and learned something new in the process. Remember, this content is available both in audio format as a podcast and in video format as a YouTube channel. In either case, just search for Quran Study for Non-Muslims. Also, for more information or to get in touch with us, visit our website at qs4nm.com, which is short for Quran Study for Non-Muslims.